to Significant Lovers. We're back. We are your hosts. My name is Mel. I'm Ko. And, and we're cousins. Mm-hmm. We're cousins and best friends. Oh. And I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking a margarita. Oh, I didn't know. Is it the canned one? <laughs> yes. Be careful, Mel. Be careful. I'm only having one. Guys, these canned margaritas <laughs> taste like juice. And yeah, those are dangerous. I had two, like, two weekends ago, and I thought I was going to, I literally, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't want to tell you this, but I, I didn't end up doing it, but, like, they have this service where you can pay, like, $200 for a nurse to come to your apartment and, like, hook you up to an IV. Oh, and yeah, I've heard of that. I literally scheduled that because <gasps> I was like i cannot drink water like i am going to die but then they called me and said oh we're too busy would you like to do it another day i'm like no another day like hopefully i don't need you another day (laughs) so um so you didn't do it i didn't do it i persevered and i finally was able to drink water and gatorade and i survived but it was tough good good, it was tough there for a while wow i've heard that works but yeah it's a bit extreme it it would have been embarrassing it would have been a low point but well i'm so excited to be talking to you mel and to everybody listening Mm -hmm. hello this is a public episode and this is a big episode a big episode Big, big episode. Big, big. This is probably one of the most famous breakups of all time. This is a flagship episode. Mm, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> this is an anchor. Yes. It's a ship. <laughs> oh my god, it is wait. a ship. I forgot to come up with my three words. I'm going to have to improvise. You're going to have to do it on the spot. To descri- well, first of all, who oh. who are we covering today, Mel? We are covering Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. Wow. Huge. The one and only. Mm Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm going to spoil it now just so you guys know. The next episode, which is going to be on our Patreon, is going to cover the relationship of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Woo! So, in a way, these two episodes are kind of like a crossover event because... The timelines for both of them will be brought up. So I'm going to talk a lot about Angelina Jolie in this episode and Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt's, their relationship will be continued in the next one as well. So like if Uh, you want me to talk about like the two of them, how they are now, that's going to be in the next episode. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Mel's doing these episodes. I'm just chilling, <laughs> listening. Was that hard to research, the two relationships? Um, You know what? Like, I feel like in my research, they both just, it's hard to separate the two. So I felt like I see. there was no way for me to not kind of have them back to back. Yeah. 
I feel like that's that's really cool. We've never done that before. This back to back two episodes, but that happens sometimes. You know, love triangles. Yeah, leaving someone for someone else. Um, I feel like I first imagined that we would like spread out his relationships, but I'm so into this that we're doing it back to back. Ah. It feels necessary. And so basically, yeah. this episode will take more of a Jennifer Aniston perspective, and the next one will take more of an Angelina perspective. Wow. And cool. Brad is just along for the ride, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have covered Brad before. We did a mm-hmm. Brad and Gwyneth Paltrow episode back uh, about a... <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what number it was. I think it was in November or October, mm-hmm. but... So, if you want to hear about before this, yeah, and that's that. a really good one too. Like that was a really big couple for its time, and that's a free episode. I'm pretty sure you already covered. Oh, wait, the f- three words I would use to describe them, I would say yes, flirty. Oh, um, flirty, thirty, and thriving. <laughs> yes, flirty. Oh, very public. Okay. And idolized. Mm, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even though I feel like I know a lot about this couple, I really don't. I really that's don't. What I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Yeah, like I've seen pictures of them. I've seen the tabloids at the supermarket and stuff, but I don't really know anything actually about their timeline in their relationship. Me neither, because I felt like as soon as they were on my radar, they had already broken up. Yeah. Like, I remember watching the movie Rumor Has It, you know, that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with all the drama. <laughs> yeah, she sleeps. She sleeps with a man who might potentially be her father. Yes. Um, but with my family, when I was, like, I must have been in fourth grade or something, and my mom says, you know what? She's actually very pretty. And I was, like, why? What? Like, of course she's pretty. I don't know why my mom had to say it like that, but I think... It was because she was pitted against Angelina Jolie. And not that I think mm. one is more beautiful than the other, but I feel like Jennifer... I, and I, is this weird for me to say? I feel like Jennifer Aniston has a more, like, approachable beauty to her, whereas Angelina yes. Jolie has a more, like, mythical, like, ethereal, unattainable beauty to her. Does that make sense? I feel... Yeah, I feel like the press described Jennifer Aniston at least my perception, as being more like girl next door, yeah, normal. You know, like there was a girl in your high school like this. Like mm-hmm. she's just a cool chick and she's pretty, but she's not like, I don't know, Jessica Rabbit or something. She's whereas like the prom Angelina queen. Jolie, yeah, whereas Angelina Jolie is like, oh my God. Yeah, like, <laughs> Angelina Jolie like might cast a spell on you or something. Yeah. And it's it, very intimidating. I hope that's not like offensive for me to say, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like, it's a different kind of beauty and i feel like yeah jennifer aniston i mean she's like probably one of the most beautiful people in the whole world but it's like she feels more like a normal person i guess i don't know it is it is crazy how people compared them so much and then you have people doing the opposite where they're like no jennifer is more beautiful Mm -hmm. i prefer that type and oh yeah i mean but i would like to get deeper than that you know I feel like it kind of played on people's fears of you could be as beautiful as Jennifer Aniston 
and a man could still find somebody who's like not I I don't want to say more beautiful because I don't think like one is more beautiful than the other but like more unattainable in a way I don't Mm. know if that makes sense yeah I feel like Angelina Jolie I don't I'll get into it in her episode okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say I do I do yeah I was I was trying to think of what it is about like trying to describe in words what it mm-hmm. is about Angelina Jolie yeah but we'll we'll get like, even it. her name like it's like Jennifer yeah and like Angelina like it's like there's something yeah. <laughs> more like ethereal about her yeah yeah so who is Jennifer Aniston we haven't covered her before we haven't I have a feeling this won't be our last episode about her yeah I really like her um I think she's a very interesting person Mm. She was born February 11th, 1969 in Los Angeles, and she's a bit of a netbo baby. Her father, (laughs) John, he was a Greek actor best known for being on Days of Our Lives. And her mom, Nancy. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, her mom, Nancy, was also an actress and a model, and she had an older half-brother, John, from her mom's side. And Jen's family actually lived in Greece when she was in kindergarten and then moved to New York City when she was six. And they lived on the Upper West Side and she attended the Fiorello H. LaGuardia High School of Music and Arts and Performing Arts. What? Very interesting because she also says that her family was dirt poor growing up. But I wonder if like they were like... They're poor, but like... they poor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. They probably live paycheck to paycheck, but like... That's because they have a lot of expenses, you know? Yeah. And did you say Upper West Side? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in New York, you can be rich, but you still feel poor because your apartment is small and it's crowded and yeah, there's rats and stuff. So <laughs> I can see why she would think that even if she probably, they probably were making more money than someone, you know, out mm-hmm. in the country. But mm-hmm. that's so true. And at age nine, Jen came home from a birthday party, and out of nowhere, she learned from her mother that her father had actually left her mom for another <gasps> woman. No. Mm-hmm. Which is kind what? of crazy that that's, like, foreshadowing her future in a way. Yeah. And while he pursued that relationship, she didn't see her father for almost a year. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And her mother was a very classically beautiful woman and ironically she became Jen she became known for her looks like in her Rachel haircut but she claims that she grew up with a very big and frizzy hairstyle and that kids at school were really mean to her and they called her chubby but honestly I was looking at pictures from when she was young maybe (laughs) they're just not available like she was never like quote chubby so I don't know if she's just like saying that Mm. but I mean, I'll take her word for it. But she told Vanity Fair, I was a big fat wuss who liked Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) Big fat wuss who liked Aerosmith. (laughs) So she's kind of like painting herself as, I don't know. Yeah, I guess more. A loser. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The loser who turns pretty or something. Um, And apparently in grade school, a group of kids actually dumped paint on her when she was entering the classroom. (gasps) <gasps> i know what she yeah, said i guess it's possible yeah that she was bullied mm-hmm. it, it's almost like she like 
claims to have like Monica's backstory from Friends. <laughs> yeah. And she says that she turned to humor as a way to cope and that she was known as the class clown in school. She did off-Broadway acting and she worked part-time jobs as a waitress and a tele- telemarketer and um, a bike messenger. And then in 1998, wow. or 1988, she started doing TV appearances and moved to L.A. And she landed roles in four very short-lived TV shows, including a show called Malloy, a Ferris mm. Bueller TV show, a show called The Edge, and another show called Muddling Through, all of which were quickly canceled after either a few episodes or a season. Hmm. So Jen was feeling really depressed, and she's 24 years old, and she pulls into a gas station on Sunset Boulevard. And as she's getting out of her car, she looks and she sees Warren Littlefield, who was then the producer of NBC, and he was pumping his gas. And she must have known him personally through her father, because Days of Our Lives is one of the longest lasting, it actually is the longest lasting NBC show, so... Mm. It's not like, you know, he was just some big producer and she walked up to him, but she walked up to him and said, is it ever going to happen for me? And he said that she shouldn't take it personally and that we believe in you. I love you. I so believe in your talent. I'm sure it will. And then a few months later, he gave her the script of Friends and she originally Mm. auditioned for Monica, but the they felt that Courtney Cox was the better fit, and so she landed the role of Rachel. Wow. Mm-hmm. And That's interesting. the rest is history. She actually, at the same time, was also given the opportunity to be on Saturday Night Live. Like, she was offered a oh. role as a reoccurring cast member there, but she decided to do Friends instead. That was, that was a smart choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can't really wow. picture her on SNL as a cast member i know i don't know like she's funny but like i'm not like falling out of my chair yeah humor i agree on snl some people become stars but some people just kind of i don't know fall Mm -hmm. to the wayside a bit so i don't know there's just no knowing what would have happened if she did that but friends oh my gosh that's like one of the most famous shows of all time oh yeah it was like at one point i think the highest watched show on television yeah i would describe her as a hard worker um a mediator she's always looking to make other people laugh and to relieve tension oh it seems like she avoids conflict at all cost and she really tries her best to be strong Just from her interviews, I feel like she forces herself to look on the bright side and to spin things as positive to not seem like they affect her. Even when things are incredibly Mm. dark and very hard, she always, like, tries so hard to not appear bitter or resentful. And, like, sometimes I think she goes a little bit too far. Interesting. Like, when she was describing her dad leaving unexpectedly, she was like, you know, it's almost for the better. It was like ripping off the Band-Aid. Okay, no, you mm. can just say, like, it was really hard. You don't have to, like, don't, ha- you don't have to act like it was, Someone's like, the <laughs> yeah. And, like, when she was describing how, so her mom was very beautiful, and her mom would pick on Jen's appearance, and she Aww. said in an interview with Diane Sawyer, like, you know, she was helping me out. She was doing me a favor. It's like, no, like, you don't have to give, like, everybody the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Wow. 
It, it's that's sad though. It's like she feels like she can't be upset or mm-hmm. express discontent in any way. Yeah, but that's interesting that you picked up on that. Oh, definitely, and it definitely I think is gonna come up with her divorce because something Whoa. that people are very much expected to be bitter and resentful for. I feel like she tried very hard to like make it seem like she mm. didn't. Like, obviously, she cared, but, like, she wasn't mad at Brad or something, you know? But, yeah, like, you already covered Brad, so I won't really get into his backstory. But as a little refresher, he was born in Oklahoma, full name Mm -hmm. William Bradley Pitt. His father owned a trucking company. His mom was a guidance counselor. They moved to Missouri. He dropped out of college after two weeks. We talked about (laughs) this. No, with two weeks left. Oh, two weeks left. I'm sorry. Yes, two weeks left. Yes. And before graduating, and then moved mm-hmm. to L.A. to take acting lessons. Not even like he had a part. Like, he just moved there to take lessons. <laughs> yeah. And then he became a breakout star after appearing in Thelma and Louise. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I recommend people check out our Brad and Gwyneth episode for a little bit more about his backstory when it comes to relationships before Jen. A little summary. Right. He, before being with Jennifer Aniston, he had been engaged twice, once to Gwyneth Paltrow and once to Jill Sholin. He popped the question in 1989, and they were engaged for three months. Yeah, he was engaged to her, then Gwyneth. Mm-hmm. And he said Gwyneth was the love of my life. So yep. The love of my life. Guess that wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> what is true? I don't know. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> but so, yeah. So, so, how did they meet? Hmm. They met in 1994. Jen was 25. He was 30. Both of their managers were friends with each other and introduced them. And around this time, Brad was still dating Gwyneth. And Jen was dating wow. actor Tate Donovan. Oh, and yeah. Wait. I'm I'm sorry, he was on the OC. <laughs> oh, yes. That's who it is. Well, at this point, he wouldn't have been on the OC yet, but when Mm -hmm. he's older, he's on the OC. Yeah. But he was on Friends, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. They look like a cute couple. Maybe we could cover them someday. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, and he dated Sandra Bullock. Right. Yeah. I feel like Tate Donovan, I don't know. He's one of those guys that surprisingly dated a lot of, like, A-list women. And then kind of went back into the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe anyway. like, he just, like, went through too many. I feel like it would be so awkward in Hollywood. Like, it's such, like, you have to run into these people all the time. I know. And that will come up. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> Jen later told Rolling Stone in 2001 about her first impression of Brad. She said he was just this sweet guy from Missouri, you know, a normal guy. And then years later, Brad and Gwyneth were were engaged, like we said, but then broke up Mm in 1997, and Jen and Tate broke up in 98. And sometime that year, they were set up on a dinner date, I think, by their agents again in West Hollywood. And Jen was actually asked about this date on Diane Sawyer, and that's the first clip. You knew right away? Yeah. We both did on our first date. It was weird. Did you say it or just think no, it? No, no. Thought it. I thought it. Mm. 
That's weird. That was a really easy evening. That was really fun. That was strange. <laughs> but her saying, like, I thought it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just the way she was talking and motioning her face. Um, it was intense. <laughs> Honestly, Diane Sawyer is, like, creepy to me. Like, I don't know. The way she, like, interviews people. Like, she's so serious. And I feel like it makes... <laughs> everything yeah, they maybe say that it feels seemed so serious. serious yeah it feels like cryptic like even though it's like <laughs> just about jennifer aniston it still feels like it's like a murder mystery you know <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like i was picking up on that mm-hmm. but wow okay they felt it yeah and so then in 1998 both brad and jen's careers they are on fire at this time, Friends oh had the second highest ratings on TV, just behind ER, and Brad was in high demand as a movie actor. He had only just recently been nominated for an Oscar two years earlier and was working on Fight Club, which is arguably like one of his biggest films. And then we're in 1999. After a year of dating, they made their first public debut as a couple at the Emmy Awards, where Friends was nominated for the best comedy series, and they walked the red carpet together. And Friends lost to Ally McBeal, but people suddenly were obsessed with this new hot couple. And according to Jen, they were bonding a lot about their music tastes, and they both listened to a lot of Radiohead at the time. Hmm, I like that detail. Yeah. That's something I want to, moving forward, always kind of figure out with Mm. couples, is like, what is it about each other that they were attracted to? Yes. Yeah, like, what, what is, like, what their conversations about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think music was a big thing that bonded them. And so then in November, they attended a Sting concert in New York City. And they got on stage with Sting. And while he was hmm. performing, Jen lifts up her hand to show off her engagement ring. And then together they sing the lyrics to Sting's song, Fill Her Up, into the microphone, which are, we're going to Vegas, we're going to get wed, so fill her up, son, don't be staring. Yeah, that's a real diamond she be wearing. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! So this was, like, after a year of dating or so. And because this is such a public display like i feel like this made people so obsessed with them makes sense brad kind of freaks me out with how easily he proposes to people oh yeah this is his third engagement (laughs) his third engagement (laughs) and he's only like like 34 or something yeah i feel like if i was going at the be like what the hell i know okay (laughs) anyway i know it's like I don't really know that many people from real life, prob- like, maybe, like, one person who's been engaged and then broken it off. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind yeah. of a big deal. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. That, must be, that must be tough for him proposing, too, when it's like, I, I have been <laughs> through this before. <laughs> yeah, like, getting on one knee, mm-hmm. being all heartfelt about it like will you spend the rest of your life with me like that's Mm -hmm. just crazy that he's already done that twice i know but we've talked about this before and like with celebrities like Mm. everything is so exciting for them that like i feel like they kind of have to do stuff like that pretty early on to get like that high because like 
They have to take it to the next level. Yeah, because otherwise life is boring doing exciting things all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, they have the means. Like, I know some people where, like, they're just, like, saving up to get a ring. You can go, like, if you can buy, like, a... I know, yeah. Really expensive, like, several thousand dollar rings, like, it's no big deal. Like, why don't you, you know? I feel like that's so true. Like, so many normal people getting married is something you really have to work for and wait for like paying for the wedding and mm-hmm. the ring and like hopefully a honeymoon or something like they can just do it so easily so yeah. if you're in love then like yeah let's do it yeah exactly <laughs> it's like no big deal like they don't have to worry about yeah. any of the logistics that go into it yeah <laughs> that us normal people think about and i feel like the logistics makes you really think about is this really the one so because true. i'm about to spend a ton of money on this that's so true so i'm only doing this once like is this really my soulmate you know whereas like a celebrity i feel like doesn't quite have to question it as much because it's easy oh mm-hmm. my gosh that's so true <laughs> yeah it's like no big deal like because that'd be a huge mistake to oh, spend like i know all your and money. like people make it yeah. and it's like oh my god i just shot like thirty thousand dollars for a wedding and all their friends and family that have to pay for gifts and mm-hmm. stuff and they can't really afford it like it's just it's a lot it's so. a pressure that celebrities don't understand <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so they just they're in love well let's get married like let's do it <laughs> yeah and they did it uh <laughs> it's 2000 july 29th she's wow 31 he is 36 they got married on the coast okay. of malibu at the estate of tv producer marcy carcy best known for mm. producing the cosby show roseanne and that 70s show and jen walked down the aisle in a glass bead low back gown by lawrence Steele. And the couple reportedly Ooh. both received brother and sister highlights, according to Bride Magazine, to their hairs what? ahead of the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, I think it's weird so it's like called matching that. Matching highlights? highlights? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Yeah, and we talked about this in the Brad and Gwyneth episode that, like, he always makes his hair and <laughs> style match his girlfriend. I forgot about that. He does. Mm-hmm always matches the hair mm-hmm. he like mirrors them it's a little <laughs> odd <laughs> brad's an interesting fellow <laughs> he is yeah um and there were fifty thousand flowers present because brad wanted the wedding oh. to look like a zen garden and okay. the yeah <laughs> the bridesmaids wore pale green dresses For their first dance, they danced to The Way You Look Tonight, and they had live performances by a 40-person gospel choir and Melissa Etheridge and a Greek bazooki band and a 13-minute fireworks show to close out the evening. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a normal person could not drop money like that (laughs) willy-nilly. Yeah. That's like, it's like she just married Gatsby or something. I know, yeah. <laughs> Very extravagant. And there was wow. lots of paparazzi overhead taking aerial shots of the venue. Like this was highly wow. anticipated. And it's crazy we even know this much information about it, but it was huge. It's fun. 
I know. Noticeably absent from the wedding was Jen's mother, who one year earlier had actually written an unauthorized tell-all book about raising Jen (gasps) against her wishes, which made Jen feel exploited, and she cut her mom out of her life. So I guess that's a little contrary to what I said earlier about, like, always looking on the bright side, but even, like, talking about it, like, when she gave interviews, like, she said, like, you know, I was really hurt. I felt like she took advantage, but she still doesn't really, like, badmouth her mom. She's like, I just need space. I'm sure in private she Mm -hmm. does get upset and go off on people, but she publicly doesn't want to Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. That's really upsetting. That would be very painful, I think. Yeah, and beforehand... That would feel like a betrayal. Oh, growing up, she was very, very close with her mom, too. So... Wow. This was a huge blow for her. (sighs) And... Yeah, that would be very upsetting. I'm trying to imagine, like, my own mom doing something like that. I would... (laughs) I would be so upset. Because it's your mom. Um, like, it's like, that's yeah. the person who's supposed to protect you the most. That's a, it's so sad because nobody wants to cut out their mother, you know? Exactly. Like, that's so painful. That's just, ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's such Man. a huge betrayal of trust. And it's, mm. I don't know if it came from, like, her, like, mom's insecurity about finances from when they were younger or something i think jen maybe said that like her mom was always worried about like money so she saw this as an opportunity for herself but it's pretty bad still i'm sure jen could have given her money i know exactly if she really needed it yeah like why is that the way to get it yeah and jen legally changed her last name to pitt and they did not oh, sign I didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't sign a prenup. And this is my question for the audience. Like, what do you guys think of prenups? Like, do you think it's less romantic to sign one? Or do you think it's like just a necessity, especially if you have that much money? Hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know too much about them and like how it works. I think it's like you're deciding before you get married how you would divide your assets. Is it only an event of divorce? I think so, yeah. Mm, not death? I don't know. That's probably more of a will type of thing. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. a will, yeah. It. Yeah, I don't know. It does seem very unromantic to me. I don't know, I guess, but some people have different definitions about why they're getting married. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I It is odd to me. It's, it's, it's very weird, I think, to think, like, if this doesn't work out. I don't know. But it's weird because Jen and Brad didn't sign a prenup, but it seems like their divorce was actually not that complicated. And not to spoil anything, but, like, Angelina and Brad signed a prenup, and they're still not legally divorced. Like, they're still <laughs> fighting about... So maybe it doesn't even help. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's based off of, I'm pretty sure this might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's based off of like your assets at the time you get married. If you've been married to someone for a number of years Mm. and then like buy properties and like true build wealth together, I don't know like how that's accounted for. I know this is way jumping ahead, but I know that Brad and Angelina like 
owned a vineyard together, and mm-hmm. that caused a lot of problems, right? Because they're still fighting. She tried to sell. Yeah. She tried to sell her shares to other people or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm very excited to get into that in the next episode. Ooh. That will be fun. Well, I mean, sad, sad for them. It's a family, of course, but yes, fun to talk about. I guess I'm a terrible. It person. will be. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Yeah. We got a long ways to go. So <laughs> then for their honeymoon, the newlyweds took a private trip to the island of Seychelles, which is located in the Indian Ocean mm. in the east coast of Africa. And I don't think any paparazzi found them there, which is nice. And cool. they made their first debut as a married couple once again at the Emmy Awards. That's a big place for them. Hmm. And later in 2004, Jen said that the first year of marriage was both the hardest and best year of her life, and that she said, it's just getting used to the idea that you're married, and am I ready? There's always that, am I ready question. I don't know. I thought I was ready. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. I know. That's <laughs> kind of cryptic. I thought I was. That, it, you know you? <laughs> that implies, like, trouble in paradise, kind of. It does. It does. And Hmm. in 2001, in June, they purchased a 12,000-square-foot home with six bedrooms in Beverly Hills for $13.5 million, which they would spend the next three years renovating. That was, like, a big part of pretty much every interview I read about them was, like, Hmm. talking about them working on their home. And I think that did maybe cause a bit of tension between them, some disagreements about, like, style choices or... You know, just like mm. little things that couples might bicker about, um, but not nothing like that. too serious, you know. Charlie and I totally bicker about that. Mm. I think it's a common <laughs> thing. I remember it came up in the James Taylor and Carly Simon oh, one yes. about the pool when she put in a pool without asking it's, him. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> But you would think as a celebrity, like, you have so much money that it doesn't really matter, but... I know. We were wondering, what's wrong? Why doesn't he want a pool? What's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if you had that much money, you would assume, like, well, why wouldn't we have a pool? I know. <laughs> yeah. That's just like buying toilet paper at that point. Yeah, for them. <laughs> no, it's it's... I think he had a problem with them having a pool... Like, when they live so close to the beach. But, you know what? Best of both worlds. I know. Uh, so then it's... Yeah. Then in September, Jen does an interview with Rolling Stone and gives us insight into their married life. She says that her friends originally expected Brad to be conceited, but that they came around to see that he's a great person. And she Hmm. also said that being married is like, you know... Well, she said about being married, you know, if there's an argument, it's not like you can go, screw you, I'm out of here. You're there for the long haul. It's a beautiful thing to actually realize that for the first time, to have that knowing. It takes the heat and the weight out of things, which I think is true. Like, that's kind of why I like the idea of marriage. It's like, it is harder to break up. And I know that might sound like, almost like you're a hostage in a way, but like, Mm -hmm. I think... If you really care about a lifelong partnership and commitment, it's nice to have that 
certificate to make it just yeah harder to break up in that way like you have to really question like is this what I really want to do and you know that like I really made a vow so like I'm gonna actually put in more work to work on the relationship I agree the way I see it is like you're they're becoming your family they're Mm -hmm. not blood related to you but they're becoming your family exactly it's kind of like no matter what you can never make your sibling not your sibling or your parent Mm -hmm. not your parent and like I guess you can yeah you can make your spouse not your spouse but that's kind of the idea is like we're becoming more than just uh dating you know this is like you're my family now yeah we we are together you know that's why I feel like divorce must be so traumatizing because it's like going back on something that you at one point thought you would never ever do like otherwise you wouldn't have gotten married in the first place yeah sad um so brad in november of that year guest starred on an episode of friends where his character hates rachel i feel like people love (laughs) that i to be honest with you guys i have seen several episodes of friends but i've never really watched it like oh really i like i know enough about the show like i've seen episodes here and there but like i've never watched like it consecutively Mm, i i did and i remember that episode um he's very cute yeah i, like I love friends. that episode I, yeah i watched the whole thing in order in college and i love it and i think it's great and i get annoyed when people hate on it because i feel like it got just like too overexposed maybe mm. but it's i don't know i like it it's just <laughs> such a big part of tv history mm-hmm. and it's like such a cultural phenomenon gen x yeah it's what a different time that like a sitcom on network tv could be like the most watched or second most watched tv show in the country and now it's like nobody even watches those shows anymore unless they just like accidentally leave the tv on after like the news or something i know it's kind of sad maybe it'll come back someday yeah i hope yeah i hope so anyway anyway so then it's 2003 february jen does an interview with w magazine and she's asked what it's like to have found the love of her life and she answers is he the love of my life i think you're always sort of wondering are you the love of my life i mean i don't know i've never been someone who says he's the love of my life he's certainly a big love in my life and i know that we have something special especially in all this chaos in this nutty, brilliant, wonderful, hard business that we have, it's nice to have somebody who's anchored and knows you, really knows all of you. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially since Brad is the kind of person to call someone the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting because I feel like so many women and men too probably think that brad pitt is so attractive and oh my god i wish i could be with him it's it's just very interesting to hear her say she won't even say that he's the love of her life i know but i want to give her the benefit of the doubt and i feel like she just like kind of hates being asked stuff like that and is yeah i do think it seems like even though she is very public about things like is also a little bit afraid to be vulnerable with the press and doesn't like want to give people her power of like 
saying like, oh, yeah, I'm in love with him. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like less about him that. and more about like she doesn't want to like say something that vulnerable. Yeah. And I do think by the time you're 30 or whatever and she's had other relationships, mm-hmm. I don't know. The concept might be a little less simple than it maybe would have been. Yeah, exactly. When she was younger. It is quite a heavy question to ask somebody. So Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe she's just like being philosophical. I know. Like Sometimes what is people that? do that. Yeah. Oh in, god. That reminds me of questions. Prince Char or Oh yeah, time. Charles. He was asked Charles Are you in love? <laughs> yes, whatever love is or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like Charles, this is not the time to be philosophical. <laughs> whatever love is. <laughs> trying to have like a i totally i totally think that's what he was doing though because i i don't know i just got obsessive with charles and like read so much about him he totally was just being like a philosophical prick and was trying to be trying to question that yeah yeah yeah, what is love (laughs) i really don't think he was trying (laughs) it still came off like an asshole but i think he wasn't trying to shade diana he was just yeah yeah trying to be deep that's kind of what i think jen was doing too but of course like you read that in a magazine it does raise some eyebrows (laughs) (laughs) wow and jen is asked if they fight and she says that they do but that they're more like discussions and that she's not a Hmm. fan of yelling she also adds that brad is very kind which is very different from her upbringing where her parents would fight And around this time, Jen is being taken more seriously as a film actor. She starts receiving Oscar buzz for her role in the drama The Good Girl and starts doing more and more films. Then it's 2004, it's January, and Jen does a sit-down interview with Diane Sawyer. I already showed you guys part of this interview before. And she just talks really in-depth about her life and her marriage with Brad uh, it's a very long special, and I think like, part wow. of it is because Friends is ending soon, so there's just, like, a lot of buzz. I bet Jen's, like, managers and agent, like, it, agents, like, it does seem like they were doing, like, everything possible to, like, make the world kind of obsessed with Jennifer Aniston, and mm-hmm. she was just this big star, and I think it's, like, a 60 Minutes interview or something like that. Like, it's a big interview. It feels very serious. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, she talks about their big house and says that even though they have more rooms in their new house, they're still always in the same room. Hmm. And Diane asks, who is more jealous? And Jen says, I think jealousy is healthy to a point, but no, we've worked on that one. We've knocked Hmm. that one out. (laughs) But no. I feel like Jen's like speaking patterns sometimes are like, she never really uses like verbal clutter the way i'm using you know like yeah in a way she sometimes feels like she's acting when she's giving an interview well that's what i felt in that first diane sawyer interview that's Mm -hmm. why it kind of freaked me out it seemed like she was acting yes no that's like (laughs) like i often feel that way and i that makes me wonder like is she being genuine hmm or maybe her acting is very true to how she is in real life i don't know (laughs) it's like she feels like her characters Maybe. So I'm going to show you more of that. So Diane asks about the Brad quote in the W Magazine saying that she was unsure if he was a love of her life. And I'll play that 
or you can play. It's at 2102. Okay. It's very interesting because at one point somebody asked you recently, I think W Magazine, if he was the love of your life. And you hesitated. No, I didn't hesitate. That was something that I hated re reading. I can't imagine being with any other human being. I married him because he was the love of my life. And, you know, he's the most fun I've ever had. So when these things are written in magazines and taken out of context, and it's so frustrating because people then take it and run with it, or if you don't, God forbid, thank him at a an award ceremony. I mean, Jesus, we were divorced and moving into different homes. Yeah, the way she's talking, I, maybe it's not her fault. Maybe Diane Sawyer is creating this atmosphere, but it just feels really dramatic. Yeah. It is wow. interesting that she's like, oh, I hated that. Like, he is the love of my life. Like, they took it out of context. But that's the quote. Like, I don't know. Like, you did I know. say, is he the love of my life? Maybe we have to hear how it was phrased, but... I love that this this really reminds me of Charles. I love it's mm -hmm. bringing us way back to yeah. that. <laughs> I think he did the same thing, like damage control kind of. Yeah. Um. <sighs> it does suck when you say something, but people interpret it wrong. Yeah. And it does. It is hard to explain what you meant sometimes. Happens even yeah. on the podcast, so. Oh, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Happens Anything all? I said upsets anybody, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so in the same interview, she talks about how Friends is ending soon, and she says pretty adamantly mm -hmm. that they would like to start having kids soon. And that's in wow. a lot of interviews. Like it's And it's a theme kind of that Brad says he wants to have a lot of kids, and she says, like, oh, like, you know, two or three. Like it's like a <laughs> kind of a running gag that like they're fighting about like how many kids they want wow and the public seems like very eager the public and the press are very eager and excited for like when they finally start having kids still yet yeah, literally still. <laughs> they're hung up on it and i feel like i have thoughts about that that i'll get to later okay but so it's january 23rd and the last episode of friends was filmed after 10 seasons and friends of Jen were shocked that Brad did not attend the final taping. However, Jen defended this to reporters by saying that he was busy working. But later, mm. in magazines, it will say stuff like, well, a star that big could have gotten time off, you know? So people think that that's kind of like a crack in the glass, you know? Mm, that's what you hinted at last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty big moment in jen's life and she, i think she was pretty like bereaved about the end of this tv show like i mean it was her whole life for 10 years and yeah it's like a family in a way and i think it would came with a lot of emotions i actually used to have a keychain that said friends 1994 to 2004 oh on my backpack yeah i mean i'm just like even even thinking about like <laughs> Yeah, you used to dance growing up, like, when that ended. Like, it did feel like a death in a way. Like, I'm sure that yeah. was, like, hugely significant. So she's interviewed by The Guardian, and she opens up more about their plans to have kids soon. She says, it's time. It's time. You know, I think you can work oh. with a baby. I think you can work pregnant. I think you can do all of it. So I'm just truly looking forward to slowing down. And she also reveals that their 
they just had finished renovating their multi-million dollar mansion. Someone to talk about this house. I know, literally. It's like in every single (laughs) magazine. But it's like the thing, like their divorce was so public, but I do think a lot of that they inadvertently brought on themselves by making their relationship so public, Mm. which maybe is why couples are a lot more private now. Like they're talking to us about like having kids and I think that makes people at home feel so invested in their lives like almost the way an aunt or uncle is like in a niece or nephew's life like they're just like (laughs) when are you having kids when are you gonna do this and like people care way too much but it's because they kind of play into it so then when Mm. they break up like it's just gonna be a lot more devastating for people because they felt like they were invested in it you know true it does seem so shocking that they would break up because it's like you were just talking about having a family like what happened you know what happened what happened well so (gasps) the story goes it's may and the filming of mr and mrs smith begins in california you guys know this stars brad pitt and angelina jolie and this is a sexy film sexy spy film i've never actually seen it but it looks like they have a lot of good chemistry they do i watched it last year with charlie and it's it's a fun movie and they have a lot of chemistry Mm. it's palpable it's very sexy energy don't lie (laughs) (laughs) right and at this time, Angelina is recently separated from her husband, Billy Bob Thornton. And there's growing rumors of intimacy between the two stars. And it's become a hot topic in a lot of the tabloids. It's just a rumor, but it's picking up steam in the press, I would say. However, the affair seems to be disputed when Brad and Jen walk the red carpet at the Troy premiere in New York City. So... By all accounts, it seems like they're still doing well. They're still making public appearances together. Hmm. And then the last episode of Friends comes out on May 6th, which was very difficult for Jen. And then later on, her real-life friends will tell the press that she had hoped to lean on Brad for support during this time, but that he was growing more and more emotionally absent. No. Mm -hmm. Why? He was busy filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So then it's June and Brad is profiled by Vanity Fair. And in this article, he talks about how there's a lot of hard edges in their new Beverly Hills mansion. Well, they've lived there for three years, but this mansion keeps coming up. And (laughs) that Jen has been making a lot of nervous comments about having to baby proof the house. And to that, Mm. he shrugs and says, I have a different theory. You got to fall down. You got to learn. And he says that he'd consider moving again. And the interviewer picks up on some apparent restlessness that he has. That, like, especially, like, with the house. Like, now that, like, they finished, he kind of doesn't even really want to, like, live there, you know. Oh, man. The interviewer pries further about their plans to have kids. And he says, it will happen when it happens. I've got friends with kids. And I've got nieces and nephews. And they just bring out a joy a joy i've gotten from few things i am selfish so i worry about having to give up my time but but i gotta go see what it's about i think i've got a lot of stuff to tell them and the idea of being responsible and setting someone loose in the world sounds really fulfilling 
And he says, when asked about how many kids he wants, he says, I'll go till someone says to stop. I would love <laughs> all girls. Guys, I know they're going to be pissed off at me. I know I'll fuck them up somehow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And in this article, he opens up about how in the past, he seemingly suffered from what he calls a congenital sadness, especially in his earlier relationships, but that he's better at keeping it in check. Hmm. Which is interesting. I feel like that kind of goes with like the restlessness in a way. Like he's always trying to fill some void in his life. Yeah. I'm puzzled. I'm just puzzled mm -hmm. about what's going on. I know. And about Jen, he says, her emphasis is the home, friends, and family. We all kind of crowd around her like moss to the flame. She's like a magnet. She brings a lot of people together that way. Jen's fireplace. She provides the warmth. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's a really sweet thing to say. It does seem like he does have a lot of love and admiration for her. Mm -hmm. And he's asked how they feel about the media attention on them as a couple. And he says, neither of us wants to be the spokesperson for a happy marriage, for coupledom. I'll tell you what I despise. This too becomes one thing where you lose your individuality. We don't cage each other with this pressure of happily ever after. You figure it out as you go along. We feel it out rather than setting policies and rules. Jen and I always made a pact that we'll see where this is going. I'm not sure it really is in our nature to be with someone for the rest of our lives just because you made that pact. You keep going as what? long as you keep growing. When that dies, we do. But it constantly surprises me. Just when you think we've gotten all you can get out of it, you get knocked upside down the head. It's good fun. We still have that friendship. We still have a good laugh, which can go in and out depending on the dynamics and outside influences. It's complicated, but that's what keeps it interesting. We're good at getting shit on the table. Then she tells other people and I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> what? A lot to break down there. A <laughs> yeah. lot. Kind of goes oh against what we were saying God. earlier about, like, why we think marriage is kind of romantic. Like, it's, yeah. it is odd to for me to hear someone say, like, we'll see where this goes. Like, I don't think most normal people, when they get married, have a, like, oh, I like, know. <laughs> let's see where this goes. We'll like, <laughs> he said, did he say we're both people that wouldn't be with someone for the rest of their lives he said i don't know if it's in our nature to be with someone so i don't know if he's talking about oh. them as two people or, or humans humans in general still still i would not want to hear my husband say that no yeah publicly oh you know we're just having fun and seeing where it goes yeah, I don't know if humans are meant to be with one person. <laughs> Excuse me? I mean, and just knowing what we know now that, like, at this time, yeah. like, his attraction for Angelina Jolie was probably a huge, taking up a huge piece of his mind, that is very interesting uh. that it's almost like he has one foot out the door, you know, and is contemplating. Yeah, he's, he's trying to explain it away, saying, like, well, I don't know if people are even supposed to. And it's, like odd because he thinks what he's saying is like so romantic in a way he's like we have a pact like we have a mutual understanding for each other that like we're just gonna keep going mm. until we can't go any further really yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean to each their own but and the way he even says like outside influences 
Yeah, I guess yeah. that could be the press, but also another woman. If I was Jennifer's friends right now, I'd be freaking out. Me too. <laughs> this is not good. Like, I don't it know. doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> I guess, like, Aww. I mean, it's good to not see marriage like an end-all, be-all if it's very unhappy and miserable, but... Mm, it's a bad sign when they're saying, like, yeah, you know, this might not be a forever thing, but we'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> But he does end this interview by saying that he's happier than he's ever been. Okay. But is that because of her? I know. Of I don't, or because of Angelina. Ugh. That's so true. To the outside world, though, you would think it's because of Jen. A couple weeks later, yeah. he went on the Oprah show, and he is asked about this article, and we have a clip. Emphasis is the home. This is a quote. You say, friends yeah. and family, we all crowd around her like moths to the flame. Yeah, she's she's very, she's one of the warmest people I meet. And we all, you say she's we do, the magnet. She's we the do all crowd person. around her. She's that, like that, that fire we all crowd around for warmth. And she's, really? um, no, I'm not, uh, this is, this is genuine. It's truly genuine. She's, there's not a ill-intentioned bone in this woman's body. She's really, she's really extraordinary that way. And she's taught me a lot that way. Really? Yeah. She brings people together. Oh, I just saw her the other day at the Bel Air Hotel. We were talking about, uh, you know, friends, the same thing and all that. Yeah. Okay, so let's roll just a little bit of that. You know, your husband's going to be on. I have to interview him next week. Did I you know, know. that? Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous I can't be in Chicago and be there. So what should <laughs> I ask him? Oh, anything you possibly can. Have you seen the movie? Have I have. And? It's fantastic. It's exquisite. It's epic. It's huge. And he's a badass. You, you look at the camera and say something to him for me. You want huh? to say, because we're going to air this when he's on. Oh, you are? Yeah. Where's which camera? Uh, that one right there. Hi, baby. I love you. <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't suspect if you're just like an outside person who's really invested in this couple. You wouldn't. Yeah. You would think that they're more in love than ever, you know? You would. Especially you would. because they're on something like the Oprah show. Like... You know, people, stay-at-home moms and stuff, they're home. They're, like, they have that on TV while they're, like, folding their laundry and watching it. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like especially, like, at that time, not that daytime talk shows, like, aren't still really big, but, like, they, it just, they felt very significant to me, like, growing up. Like, even, like, on a half day, like, they were on TV and, I don't know, I feel like tabloids mm -hmm. were even bigger back then and, like, they were just, like, in your living room. So, you felt like you knew them really well. Right. And they were huge celebrities. And so that summer, I mean, they still are, obviously. But um, that summer, the filming of Mr. and Mrs. Smith is further underway. Obviously, people believe that Angelina and Brad had an affair while they were filming it. And they wow. both later on had denied this. And Angelina had said that she would never be attracted to a man who would cheat on his wife. And I do believe that they maybe didn't cheat. I mean, I don't know. I mm. could go either way. Where did these rumors come from? Just people assuming something was going on because they were so sexy in the movie? Yeah, and then, like... Is that the only reason? Well, and because also he got together with Angelina, like, right after the divorce. Yeah, right. So it just seemed like, obviously, something must have been going on. Mm -hmm. But in 2006, Angelina gave an interview about 
their relationship and she said i didn't know much about exactly where brad was in his personal life but it was clear he was with his best friend someone he loves and respects and so we were both loving i suppose or we were both living i suppose very full lives i think we were the last two people who were looking for a relationship like no shit obviously if you're married yeah. you're not looking for a relationship <laughs> um yeah but she said i certainly wasn't i was quite content to be a single mom brad was a huge surprise to me i like most people had a very distant impression of him from the media and she said, because of the film, we ended up being brought together to do all these crazy things. And I think we found this strange friendship and partnership that kind of just suddenly happened. I think a few months hmm. in, I realized, God, I can't wait to get to work. Anything we had to do with each other, we just found a lot of joy in it together and a lot of real teamwork. We just became kind of a pair. It took until really the end of the shoot for us, I think, to realize that it might mean something more than we'd earlier allowed ourselves to believe. And both knowing that the reality of that was a big thing, something that was going to take a lot of serious consideration. Hmm. Which I okay. believe. Like, I do think, like, if they were very attracted to each other, but then also had to be intimate for their job like you literally do have to do like sex scenes with this person it would be very hard to like resist your desires because like it's not like you can be like you know what i'm married mm. i need distance from this person because it's your job yeah. you know that is crazy wow like i think in real life someone might be able to they might be tempted by other people or feel attracted to people, but they're able to create more clear boundaries in order to protect their relationship. But, like, if you're filming mm -hmm. a movie with someone where you do need to have chemistry, it's almost like it would be bad for your job to, like, not continue to, like, explore yeah. it. That's wild. So I feel kind of like, you know, people obviously hate Angelina, and I feel like maybe we should get more into that in the next episode, but... I kind of mm -hmm. understand it like it does seem like they weren't trying to fall in love but they just happened to and like what mm -hmm. are you supposed to do kind of look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. I wonder if him and Jennifer's relationship was breaking down already in mm -hmm. some ways. Because, I don't know, I do think even though he maybe was attracted to her and, yes, they have to make out and pretend to have sex and stuff like that when the movie ended i feel like he should have still been able to walk away yeah but 
I, and I don't think he did. They did remain really good friends while taking a lot of time to deeply consider and contemplate what they should do with their connections. So, like, at that point, it kind of is an, an, at least an emotional affair if you're, like, mm-hmm. talking with the other person about potentially leaving your wife for her. Like, yeah, that is kind of cheating. That is emotionally cheating. Mm-hmm. I know some people debate, like, if that's really cheating or whatever. But I don't if that, know. If that is a type, I think it is. That is it, is. it is. But I do think, like, it's, it's I think, would be traumatizing to experience as being on the receiving end as Jennifer Aniston. But I guess at some point, some people do have to experience that. Like, if you really did feel like you loved somebody else, even though you were married, like, you do have to consider it, maybe, if you feel like, oh, shoot, am I with the right person? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like it's romantic to call your partner, like, your best friend, but it does appear to me, like, maybe with Jennifer and Brad, obviously this is speculation, but, like, they're very heavy on the friendship thing at this point in their marriage publicly that yeah. I, makes you wonder if, like, it feels more like a friendship than a relationship. That's what I was thinking. It it was mm-hmm. odd to me hearing that phrase a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the the excitement of, you know, a new relationship had worn off, obviously, and so mm-hmm. like everything with Angelina was just more thrilling. But you can't chase that forever. No, it's gonna wear off with any <laughs> everybody. Yeah, and I feel like a mature person probably knows that when they get married. Mm-hmm. But do, do people stay hungry for that? I don't know. It's kind of scary. I think you just have to realize that it's just a distraction in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, and that goes that goes with his restlessness. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he's I someone who might be content with just, like, a peaceful marriage. So then what, Mel? So... Again, still to the public, it seems like Brad and Jen are still going strong. They walk the red carpet once again at the Emmys that year. And then it's December 27th, and Brad and Jen leave for a two-week getaway to Anguilla for a New Year's Eve with Courtney Cox and David Arquette, like a vacation. Um, And paparazzi snaps photos of them on the trip together, and they look very in love. And on this trip, he's wearing a t-shirt on the beach that says trash. And I don't really know, like, if that has any significance. It says trash? Yeah, just, like, trash (laughs) on his (laughs) t-shirt. But there's a photo of them kissing on the beach. And sources on the island say that they seem very in love. And one restaurant owner told Us Weekly that they were all over each other like a rash. They had their paws all over each other. And... Hubba, on New Year's hubba. Eve, witnesses said that his arm was around her the entire night. Hmm. And then it's, you know, New Year's Eve, it's January, it's now 2005, it's a new year. And on the last full day of their vacation, the couple release a joint statement to People magazine. What? They say, we would like to announce that after seven years together, we have decided to formally separate. What the hell? They're still on vacation. (laughs) For those (laughs) who follow these sort of things, we would like to explain that our separation is not the result of any of the speculation reported by the tabloid media. This decision (gasps) is the result of much thoughtful consideration. 
we happily remain committed and caring friends with great love and admiration for one another. We ask in advance for your kindness and sensitivity in the coming months. I don't understand how this is possible. I know. And on the flight back to California, both Jen and Brad are still wearing their wedding rings. And an editor for Us Weekly, Janice Min, says that the couple took this vacation knowing it was going to be the end of their marriage. What? Mm -hmm. That's freaky. I have to ask you guys, if you know (gasps) that a breakup is imminent, (gasps) is it a good idea to end it with, like, one last hurrah, like, one last romantic getaway? I could not. I couldn't. I mean... Maybe if I'm the one that decided it, but if I'm the one being dumped, no, no, you're fucking not gonna, way. No, Excuse you're my not language. gonna get your cake and eat it too. <sighs> and also, no, but also I, I don't know. I did go on like this weekend trip where I feel like I, you know, bleep, mm-hmm. um, where I knew that the relationship was like ending. It was pretty obvious, but like it was horrible. Yeah, I feel like you were like, I don't want to be here. It was absolutely awful. The worst trip I've ever been on in my life. So I don't understand. I mean, I guess they're just really chill. Uh, or I don't know. I don't understand how they were, like, all over each other and just having a good time, supposedly. It's like they were, like, in, the pictures. in denial. I feel like sometimes people maybe do that with, like, they have sex, like, one last time. But, like, oh that, my but that's, God. like, stupid. Like, I don't even think I could do that. I mean, that's going to make it Only worse. if it was... Only if it, only, see, it's, like, kind of narcissistic, I think, but, like, only if it was my decision, I feel like, could exactly. I enjoy that. But, like, if, if I'm the one who didn't initiate the divorce or the breakup, like, that would just be tragic. Well, here, you know what I think? I think for the okay. person who decided it, it's selfish because it's, like, oh, yeah, like, it's almost like when you take your, like, you know, you're going to put your dog down, and so you give them, mm-hmm. like, one last day where they get to eat, like, a McDonald's cheeseburger or yeah. something. Like, that's what it's reminding me of. Oh. But, like, I feel like for the person who's getting broken up with, I wonder if for them, they almost think it's, like, one last chance to, like, convince the person, like, that's what true. they're going to be missing, you know? That's true. Mm-hmm. Which is stupid. Ugh. It's stupid because it's, like... It's the person has already made up their mind. You're just making it harder for yourself because you're reminding yourself what you're going to lose, you know? <laughs> I could I mean, not. If anyone can pull that off and do it and enjoy it, like all, all props to them. That's mm-hmm. great. But that just seems so awful to me. It seems me. like it's prolonging the sadness. Also, weird that they did it with like another couple. I know. Oh my gosh. I wonder what Courtney Cox and David Arquette thought. Yeah, like, like this is awkward. <laughs> I wish I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, because they must have known about it. Like, they probably were working on their statement, right? Yeah. Gosh. I don't know. Why are celebrities so weird? I know. Also, like, cut the crap. I hate those statements <laughs> about, like, we remain committed friends to each other. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to be committed friends to each other anymore. Like, you don't have to pretend like this is, like, a happy thing. Oh. They always do that. Like, just say, like, we're I breaking know. up. Give us our privacy. <laughs> They always act like it's for no reason, too. I know. People don't get divorced for no reason. No. and That doesn't make any sense. They always act like it's like, we just mutually came to the decision that this was best. We lovingly decided to break up. Like, 
No. <laughs> There's probably a little animosity there if you want to break up in the first place. We love each other so much that we're setting each other free. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Like, you would still be married if you loved each other that much. <laughs> and uh. I don't know. I just don't like that they do it like that because, yes, it probably makes it better for themselves. But for us normal people who are, like, mm. so distraught, about breakups it's like wait is this easier for everybody else and no they're just yeah. pretending i know i i do hate that i i mean yeah i guess some people are just really chill or maybe they're just heartless i don't know mm-hmm. but i i do sometimes compare myself to people that are seemingly able to like be in the band with their ex or you know mm-hmm. be best friends with their their significant other's ex or whatever and i'm like what the heck why aren't i able to do that yeah but and it's like is maybe there they're some- just pretending i know like is there like is there something wrong with me that i feel like i'm gonna throw <laughs> up just by the mention of their name <laughs> yeah oh i'm Man. sure it's a spectrum and some people really are a lot chiller than i am but i have to believe that most celebrities are faking it me too i think they are and, of course, everybody is shocked. I mean, this yeah. was a couple that seemed like they were just making out on the beach. Like, what happened? Yeah. And like tabloid- days ago. Yeah, literally. And tabloids are initially reporting that it's because Brad wanted kids, but Jen wasn't ready. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. But still, it's rumored that the real reason is, of course, Angelina Jolie. But Brad, who mm. at this time makes... 200 million dollars per movie has a lot to lose if he goes through a messy divorce and i'm gonna read an excerpt from this editor joe dolce of star magazine he wrote these guys careers are based on their saleability which is based on their appeal and their attractiveness to the public and that has to be maintained If it came out that Brad was having an affair, cheating on his wife, there might be a couple years where Brad couldn't open a movie depending on what that movie was. You know, if this Hmm. main draw was, if his main draw was women and women are angry at him for messing around on his wife with another beautiful, gorgeous Hollywood starlet, they might vote with their daughters and not go see the next movie. Hmm... Which is really interesting. And we have to keep in mind that a big star like Brad has a lot of pull with reporters. He has the best publicist in town. And so stories like that, like he wanted kids, but Jen wasn't ready. You kind of do have to question, like, where are they coming from? Because Mm -hmm. it does seem like it's not a noble reason to leave your wife, but like something that people might be more sympathetic to, you know? Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. But it's I, stupid. I, I feel like what you were talking about, like, I don't know, the typical housewife at home with mm-hmm. the daytime TV on or something, like, sh- she would turn against Jen for that reason. Yes, that's so true. You know? And these are like, the people oh. that were attached to them because they're, like, on yeah. Oprah and Diane Sawyer and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to believe because I feel like a man usually doesn't leave his wife because she's not ready to have kids. I mean, I'm sure it happens, yeah. but, like, 
they don't have that like time limit the way a woman does so it's not like i know i find it hard to hard to believe yeah it's not like he's like oh i'm in a rush like i've never heard of that happening no i mean maybe since he does have that restlessness he was like eager for the next step but i don't buy it maybe (laughs) we're already talking about having kids anyway like i i just don't think that that's really true i know i i don't know i've I guess I only know my own experiences, but I've heard of the reverse happening mm-hmm. in heterosexual relationships where the woman wants to have a kid and the man doesn't, and so she leaves him. But I've never heard of the opposite. Yeah. Sure, it ha- has happened, but... And it's just interesting because, like, he leaves her for someone who, like, already has a kid and is, like, in the process. Mm. Like, Angelina at this time had adopted a baby boy, like a year before and she's in the process of adopting a daughter so like he's leaving her for someone who's like very motherly you know so now it's march march 25th jen officially files for divorce and ironically around this time it's announced that jen will star in the romantic comedy the breakup and she's asked Mm. about that in an interview and she says well you know i just figured seize the moment (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've seen that movie, but I would like to. I've never finished it. I've started it, like, ten times. I've n- Really? It's not that it's a bad movie. It's just, like, for some reason, I've never watched it all the way through. I see. I see. I should one of hmm. these days. Uh, so it's April, and paparazzi photos come out of Brad and Angelina on the beach in Kenya playing with her son, <gasps> Madda- Maddox. And, like, they just look like a happy little family together. And one of Jen's best friends from high school, Andrea Benedwald, told reporters, it was extremely hurtful to Jen that he was seen with another woman so quickly after they were separated. Man. Which, I think a lot of Jen's close friends seemingly talk to the press. And it, like, if her mom telling an unauthorized story like selling a story was so upsetting to her it does kind of make me think that jen kind of authorized her friends to like tell her side of the story Mm. without having to do it herself you know that's such a good point like they do it a lot and i feel like it's like her way of throwing him under the bus but not coming across as bitter or resentful that's her way of putting her feelings out there exactly um And so the public starts being really sympathetic for Jen. A very popular Hollywood boutique called Kitson reported that its Team Aniston t-shirts were outselling the Team Jolie shirts 25 to 1. Wow. Mm -hmm. (gasps) A cultural phenomenon, really. Really? Yeah, seriously. Everybody loves a love triangle. It's yep. it's very salacious and it it sells. Mhm. People love to be able to pick between two options. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> and they love to be passionate. Myself included. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so then in May, Brad broke his silence on the breakup to GQ. He said 
We've done it our way, and I love her for that. We've kept the love we have for each other. It's talked about like it failed, I guess because it wasn't flawless. Me, I embrace the messiness of life. I find it so beautiful, actually. The idea that marriage has to be for all time, I don't understand. Like, shut up, Brad. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate how he's, like, trying to make it seem like it's noble. I know. And I think if someone had just left me for another woman... And he's saying, <laughs> I like to embrace the messiness of life. I, know, I would be so you. mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my 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 masterpiece of life. Just I know. Being crazy. Like, okay, write that in your diary. Don't tell the world that. <laughs> if that's, like, what helps you sleep at night, sure. But, like, keep it to yourself. Yeah, you like to embrace the messiness. What about your ex-wife? Yeah, like, what about the people left behind? Yeah. Especially because, like, she actually, like, didn't want the divorce. Yeah. It was his idea. (laughs) What is the mess? It's, like, it's other people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just seems disrespectful. And also, like, him saying, like, the idea that marriage has to be for all of time, I don't understand that. Then, like, why did you get married? It does... Yeah, then why did you? Yeah, it does seem like to him, maybe that's why he was proposing left and right to people, because it didn't mean that much to him. Mm. He's a charming guy. He is attractive, and he seems friendly and stuff but he seems very weird yeah i don't know if i could be happy with him Mm. i don't know if he would treat me right (laughs) (laughs) probably not mel probably not probably not so then it's july and brad accompanied angelina and her son maddox on a trip to ethiopia where she adopted her oldest daughter zahara which that is really intimate. Like, you're going with her to get mm. a child, a new family member. True. Like, that's pretty serious. Yeah. And Brad and Angelina did a 60-page photo spread for W Magazine, obviously, like, in <gasps> anticipation for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where they are photographed as a 1960s couple with five kids. And the feature was titled domestic bliss angelina jolie and brad pitt at home and i sent you photos from that which bad timing pages Mm -hmm. oh yeah i've seen this they're very very beautiful pictures Mm -hmm. but yeah that is that would be very upsetting (laughs) it's so insensitive that they would do that yeah like it's in promotion for a movie and, like, they're playing characters in the movie, but, like, if you're already Mm -hmm. rumored, heavily rumored, with photographic evidence to have just left your wife for another woman, like, why are you... Yeah, another, like, playing house. Yeah. That'd be devastating to see. Oh, my gosh. And apparently, the concept was Brad's idea, and he even retained the rights for the photo shoot and thus profited off of the magazine sales. So it's not like the photographer, like, pitched it. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, no. (laughs) It was his idea. That just shows, like, to me, like, a callousness to him and, like, lack Mm of consideration. Like, I feel like if if he really, like, loved and respected his friend Jen, he would (laughs) maybe be a little bit more private about, like, not, like, 
being so in your face. But it also, like, plays into yeah. the rumor that, like, oh, he, you know, he's this, like, noble guy, like, just, like, looking to start a family, you know? It does. Yeah, I mean, the cover is literally him and Angelina in the backyard with, like, four of their sons or fake sons like, mm-hmm. in the kiddie pool. It literally plays into that rumor. Yeah. And I wow. think that's the idea, but it's kind of obvious. <laughs> how manipulative it is, that is it is <laughs> and like there's a lot of photos like this must have been like multiple days of wow photo shoot yeah damn so then it's september and jen is interviewed by vanity fair in an article titled the unsinkable jennifer aniston her people are really <laughs> working overtime i think to like make her the hero of this story and yeah. they succeed. Like, people are more in love with Jennifer Aniston than ever before. And oh, she's America's sweetheart. She really is. And the interviewer <laughs> writes that at 36, Jen had originally expected to get pregnant this past year. She's asked about the rumors that their marriage ended because he wanted to start a family and she didn't. And she says, a man divorcing would never be accused of choosing career over a child. That really pissed me off. I've never in my life said I didn't want to have children. I did and I do and I will. The women that inspire me are the ones who have careers and children. Why would I want to limit myself? I've always wanted to have children and I would never give up that experience for a career. I want to have it all. Hmm. And that, like, makes me really sad because I feel like the press after that was, like, very invasive regarding Mm. Jen's, like, fertility and whether she was going to have kids. And, like, every time she dated someone, it was like, will this finally be her baby daddy? Yeah. I think a part of that might be people projecting their own fears of like the possibility that like you might not get everything that you want in life and like it is kind of sad that like she said she really wanted to have kids and then through no fault of her own like was blindsided by the end of this marriage with this person who she thought she was going to have kids with and like people can understand that fear of like oh I invested so much time in this and then it didn't work out and then something I really wanted might not come to fruition anymore. So, like, I feel like it comes from a place of empathy for people, but, like, it did cross the line. It definitely did. I remember so many magazines, like, anytime she would be on the beach or something, they they would be like, she's pregnant, or, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, just overanalyzing how her stomach looks that day, and it was so invasive. Yeah. And that's it's- quite annoying if it's because Brad's PR put out way back in the day that that she didn't want to have kids and i know yeah yeah like the damage that like they did with that yeah if that's true but i i think like i hate to say it but like i feel like in a way it comes from a a good place where people just like love jennifer aniston and like really wanted her to get everything that she wanted but it's like yeah i do think so it's invasive and i think it also like a lot of people would interpret it as oh like it's people saying that like women are like worthless unless they have children i really don't think it i know that that's oftentimes a part of it like but i think people just like wanted jen to be happy and like they saw that as like something that she like lost as a result of the end of this marriage so yeah I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It it really is like the aunt or uncle that, mm-hmm. you know, does just want their 
there needs to be happy and like they do cross the line but yeah it comes from like everybody like just like loves her and like wants Mm -hmm. her but yeah especially because later she revealed like she had fertility issues too and like obviously it's like she was worried about this like other people don't have to worry about it on her behalf so yeah that only very private yeah I think, unfortunately, the fact that they had been so public, I don't think they realized that they would be, like, paying the price. And really, Jen would be paying Mm. the price for that so many years later. So Jen's close friends tells the reporter, Leslie Bennett, of this article that Brad could have done more to refute the rumors, but that they think he didn't because it made it seem as though he left her for a noble reason to leave her for Earth Mother Jolie, which is kind of funny. (laughs) because she really is like she she does seem like mother Teresa, like adopting these like orphans and yeah and a friend says when brad and jen were in the marriage having a baby was not his priority ever it was an abstract desire for him whereas for jen it was much more immediate so is there a part of brad that's diabolical Did he think, I need to get out of this marriage, but I want to come out smelling like a rose. So I'm going to let Jen be cast as the ultra-feminist, and I'm going to get cast as the poor husband who couldn't get a baby, and so I had to move on. Oh, my God. Which I believe that because, like, in that article before, she was the one talking about baby-proofing the apartment or the uh, house. And he was the one that was like, I think I want kids. Yeah, like, eventually I do want kids, like... I'm ready for that next step. It seems fulfilling to, you know, teach kids what you know, you know. <laughs> but it was I selfish. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know them. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room when all this went down. But just from what I'm picking up, I, if I had to guess, I feel like it had nothing to do with kids whatsoever. I feel like he was just into Angelina Jolie and he seems very restless and he was just moving on to the next thing exactly and like the only reason kids are even brought up is because Angelina has two kids yeah (laughs) and it's very unfortunate that like they're even like wasting time on any other things but you know when someone like gets in trouble and they really do everything they can to like divert attention and like make it about something (laughs) else yep So, in this article, it's revealed that it was Brad's idea to separate and that Jen did not want to and that she had suspicions that it was about Angelina, but that he denied it. And when the interviewer asks her about that, she says, What we said was true as far as I knew. We wrote it together very consciously and felt very good about it. We exited the relationship as beautifully as we entered it. Which, again, is, like, I feel like she's always trying to, like, be positive. Mm. But the way she says what we said was true, as I knew, I think, is her admitting that, like, he might have cheated on me. I don't know. Yeah, that maybe at the time she didn't know everything. Mm -hmm. She's then asked about the pictures of Brad and Angelina on the beach with Angelina's son. And, like, and about that being so soon after their breakup. And she says, the world was shocked and I was shocked. And she describes the process of the breakup as a grieving journey. And that her friends make comments about how they're all amazed by her strength. And she says, I felt, I feel like I'm nesting. I love being home. I have friends that come over, my girlfriends I've had for 20 years. When things happen, the tribe gathers around and lifts you up. 
I've had lonely mm-hmm. moments, sure, but I'm also enjoying being alone. There's no question it takes getting used to. I'm a partnership person, and if something happens, your instinct is to share it, but you're no longer part of a couple. I definitely miss that. It's sort of like Bambi, like you're trying to learn how to walk. You're a little awkward. You stumble a little mm-hmm. bit. The things you would do with your partner, you don't do. It's uncharted territory. But I think it's good for me to be a solo person right now. You're forced to reconnect yourself and take it to another level. If you can find a way to see the glass half full, there are the moments when you learn the most. I've had to reintroduce myself to myself in a way that's different. Oh, I think so, that's really well put. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you can tell like someone who says something so eloquent like that, like they're journaling they're like reading yeah. self-help books like they're like going yeah. to therapy like they're doing everything yeah she's obviously going through a lot to come mm-hmm. to those realizations but i think that it is true it, it really is true i feel like you do learn the most about yourself mm-hmm. going through loss like that so <sighs> yeah i will say i'm pretty sure she wasn't like totally single i think she was dating vince vaughn who she started in the oh. breakup with <laughs> But I don't think it was that serious of a relationship. And the fact she's saying all this, like, it really makes you wonder, like, were they just kind of, like, pretend dating, you know? So it looked Maybe. like she was moving on. And I'm not sure. Maybe. So on, this is a very long article and very revealing. Like, it's... Hmm. I don't think stuff like this is really ever written nowadays where, like, the biggest celebrity, you get, like, all these pieces oh, of wow. juice. What is it? Well, so she just, like, they talk a lot. Like, the whole interview is basically about the divorce. And um, on the idea of being left for another woman, she says, I would be a robot if I said I didn't feel moments of anger, of hurt, of embarrassment. And she adds, I don't feel like a victim. I've worked with this therapist for a long time, and her major focus is that you get one day of being a victim, and that's it. Then we take responsibility for our own input. To live in a victim place is pointing a finger at someone else as if you had no control. Relationships are two people. Everything is accountable. Mm. I kind of hate when people say stuff like that in terms of cheating, though, because it's like it's it's still never really your fault to get cheated on. I don't know. It's not. But it it can be helpful in a way to recognize, like, maybe I had low self-esteem or something mm. and I... I knew that he was kind of shifty and I felt like I had to stay with him because he's Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and now I need to recognize that I don't need to be with somebody even That's if they true. are gorgeous because blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like, like or I'm better off without that person anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is good to put some power back in your hands. Exactly. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And learn from it. I do know. think that if you stay in that place of like woe is me, like I was cheated on, like it's going to be hard to ever move on because you'll feel yeah. like you're owed something that you're not going to receive from somebody else. So Mhm. And you cannot control yeah. anybody else, unfortunately. It's true. It's true. And she's asked if she believed that Brad didn't cheat which like i feel like 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 i said nowadays like reporters like are not that like upfront. i know and she said i chose to believe my husband at this point i wouldn't be surprised by anything but i would much rather choose to believe him 
Sad. That's hard. I know. The interviewer brings up Brad's new bleach blonde hair, and Jen says, <laughs> Billy Idol called. He wants his look back. So she's, like, looking, like, kind of flirty, I feel. And she's asked about the W Magazine photo spread, and she says, I can also imagine Brad having absolutely no clue why people would be appalled by it. Brad is not mean-spirited. He would never intentionally try to rub something in my face. In hindsight, I can see him going, oh... I can see that was inconsiderate, but I know Brad, Brad wouldn't say, Brad, Brad would say, that's art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he I was, figured. like, obviously it wasn't mean-spirited, but, like, be a little bit smarter. Like, I feel like, honestly, <laughs> I feel like the lack of intent is, like, worse. I know. Because it's like, you weren't thinking about that at all. I don't know. <sighs> Brad, Brad, Brad. I know. She goes on to say that her idea of marriage is that it's not perfect, but when things get tough, it could be an amazing moment of deepening and enlightenment and connection. But then she lights a cigarette, which I didn't know she was a smoker, (laughs) and adds, that's not Brad's view of it. We believe in different things, I guess. You can't force a relationship, even if it's your view of how you would like it to be conducted, which is very true so chill like the cigarette i know you know what that's balls like that's like that's hot it is (laughs) so cool it's like kind of like she lights a cigarette and she's like but say lovey yeah (laughs) i love it you can't control people and her same high school friend from before andrea says he wanted to figure out who he was and what he wanted but he seemed to want to do it without being married she wanted him to figure out what he wanted and stay married he didn't think he could do that so at this point she was like okay go figure it out what a good friend but um what what is going leaving one person for another how is that like even exploring yourself or learning about yourself i know you know yeah just going right into another relationship yeah, that's not really exploring yourself. That's just <laughs> exploring somebody else. <laughs> I feel like Brad has some issues. I mean, I do think it's like, how do you explain that though? Like, it's it would be painful to hear like, I just fell in love with somebody else. Like, I, don't I know. know it's it kind of it lessens the blow to say like, I'm exploring myself. I, don't I know. know people people totally do that, mm-hmm. and I have done it too. Yeah it's yeah there's no way to make it like less painful for the person i don't mean i haven't left someone or for someone else or haven't cheated on someone i just meant that you say things to make it sound better oh a (laughs) hundred percent but like a lot of that is oftentimes coming from a caring place because you don't want to hurt the other person Mm -hmm. and like if the person loved you it almost hurts more to, like, become a bad guy in their eyes because it's, like... Yeah. Probably would be painful for Jen if she began to believe that this man she loved was, like, the type of person who would do something malicious or bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I can see why she's, like, still defending him. She's probably giving him a little bit too much mercy. 
Yeah, and so she reveals that she's still in contact with Brad's mother and that she hopes that her and Brad can be friends again someday. And Mm. that same month, she appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show, and she appeared very strong and insightful after the divorce. And that is my final clip. both believe that you call things into your life and that things happen as as they should when when you're ready for it it to happen what would be your big lesson from this whole this whole thing besides wanting more publicity yeah (laughs) i just felt like i was not getting enough publicity (laughs) um you know i think there's probably so many reasons but you know the other the other day uh, I was doing yoga mm-hmm. and with my girlfriend and we were we finished and we were sort of sitting there just sort of stretching and I looked over at her and I said you know what I have to say I'm feeling a feeling I have I don't know if I've ever actually felt before and that is that I don't want to be anywhere other than where I am right now sitting wow. across from you and okay. that means you know I'm not, I'm not sitting somewhere dwelling on the past or I'm not fretting or, you know, obsessing about something in the future or something that was, you know, it's just, it was a feeling of total peace. And um, I love that. So how did you, maybe well, how did you get there? Because you had to have, you had to shed some tears. You had to have some oh, moments sure. where you thought, like, oh, my God. Me not shed a tear? Yeah, Come please. On. Yeah. So, you know, although I did not burst into tears at the opening of that article, by the way, I'll just say that. But anyway... <laughs> So you shed some tears. So I shed some tears, but meaning, you know, it was, you know, it's sort of that, the, the, the living in the moment, in the, in the now, as they say, in all the self-help books, because if I had a dollar for every book that was sent my way, yeah. <laughs> I could have probably paid for the studio. But, um, you know, I... You, you would have you, needed $2 two for $2 for yeah. every book? <laughs> But yeah, you can read the books. You can read them and you can sort of intellectualize it. But the truth is, and you sit there going, well, how do I do that? You know, and you're frustrated and then you get down on yourself because you're not there yet. And then you just realize one day it's just, it's happened. It's collected in your, you know, your, your, uh, your cellular memory. And, Mm -hmm. and that's, and then one day you're sitting there with your friend doing yoga and you go, oh, I get it. I'm okay. I get it. Did you feel though, I'm wondering if it's not impossible when uh, I get drunk okay this is go not ahead. my fault okay <laughs> I wonder if it's not impossible when you're in a relationship that's so high profile not to in some way lose yourself in that mm. yeah did you did you lose yourself oh, yeah, sure I mean come on it's sort of like because it's so big yeah. and it's so much information and you're it's almost like you're trying to um uh, kind of navigate through through all of it with the truth through the bull through the you know stuff that's not that's mean that's everything that you kind of you do i don't know when it happens you just kind of go geez what's where do i begin and that stops it's yeah but uh you know it's it's not easy wow yeah i feel like that kind of that reminded me of like one of your breakups where you read the power of now and like (laughs) gained such a yes enhanced sense of Uh, (laughs) being present and like understanding what it means to be a peaceful person yes oprah oprah kind of i mean i had heard of eckhart tolle before but oprah kind of reintroduced 
really to me a card totally mm-hmm. the power of now and new earth and i love those books and thank you oprah and yeah that was cool i know to hear that she was talking about that's that why i hate when people um, shit on oprah because i'm like she really like has inspired people she helps I know. people <laughs> <laughs> oprah has genuinely helped yeah. me no me life. too so i would feel like she's literally like <laughs> gave me such a spiritual like uh yeah enhanced spirituality and like sense of peace i don't know me too um i feel like jen seemed a bit more chill laid back in that interview at, at some point she still sounded a little bit like she was acting but yeah she seemed a little bit yeah looser, so a lot looser cool. than the sorry there's like like a mariachi band yeah. or something outside <laughs> um <laughs> cool i can't but, hear it but yeah no yeah a lot chiller than the diane sawyer interview and it's like but Mm -hmm. you can really tell that like she's really like done the work as they say like healing from this breakup and it's kind of like the total opposite of what it seems brad is where Mm -hmm. he's again like restless and always chasing something and like someone who's like that they are not focused on being in the present moment and like appreciating what's right in front of True. them. I mean, we we don't know, but like she could have come out of this feeling much more at peace mm-hmm. than him, even though she was the one that was broken up with. Yeah, because like she was the one that actually had to like do the active healing. Like when someone like breaks up with someone mm-hmm. and then jumps right into a relationship, they're actually not doing like all the reflecting and like yeah self growth that the other person is doing so like i feel like they actually get like less out of it in the long run <laughs> wow and i like that yeah Good i like her. that she said all that though because it's really inspiring because she's like when am i gonna feel it like when am i gonna feel better and then she's like and then you just do for anyone who's like you yep. know going through it like it's like just wait you w- will yeah. like at one point feel better it'll like sneak up on you patience patience is the hardest mm-hmm. thing it's it's uh sometimes you just have to remember yeah. that word just be like patience exactly know? it is it's so awful like time really is the only cure for things like that mm-hmm. and it's, it sucks to hear that it's so infuriating yeah. but you just have to keep it's, going yeah it's a journey <sighs> i know and then in october the divorce was finalized it was pretty simple like jen got their 25 million dollar home and kept a minor stake in their joint company plan b their production company oh yes yes. while brad became the sole owner now he's (laughs) the owner and it was worth about 50 million dollars at the time and because they didn't sign a prenup jen technically was entitled to 50 percent of brad's earnings because he still made more than her according to the california state law but she wasn't really interested in that so i don't even think she like accepted it Um, she's really she really just like wants peace with everybody it seems she she made yeah yeah i feel like if you're that rich (laughs) weren't they making a million weren't they making a million an episode yeah yeah she was fine like (laughs) he made more than her but like barely yeah she'll be okay like yeah and i'm gonna leave off there and then next episode <gasps> no! we'll continue the timeline and we'll take a little bit more of angelina jolie's perspective 
Wow. And we'll still, but we'll still keep Jen, like, keep giving you updates on, like, where Jen and Brad stand through it. So if you're still interested okay. in this couple, they'll continue in the next episode. <laughs> Should we do custody battle? I think most people would pick Jennifer Aniston, I would say. <laughs> yes, I would too. <laughs> Not to jump ahead, but it's so funny because, like, now years later like i feel like now that he's not with angelina people still like fantasize about jen and brad getting back together but it's like yes they do he's not the prize like i don't i don't know (laughs) i would not want to get with somebody years later after they left me for somebody else and had six kids no like she's the prize he doesn't get to win her in the end i don't think that is still on the cover yeah. of magazines <laughs> it's crazy that would be a, honestly a bummer it's been like 20 yeah. years <laughs> 20 years he does not deserve her basically <laughs> if i believe that if someone forces uh, you to read the power of now or like any self-help books like <laughs> They don't get to get back together with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Mel. It's a good book. Yeah, though, yeah. You don't. I don't <laughs> even think you have to go through a breakup to. Uh, no, but I feel like you have to go through something to want exactly. to read it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're kind of like, okay, this mm-hmm. is annoying. But yeah, you, if you're like at your wit's end, I recommend yeah. it. Well, this is very fun. I can't wait. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very sad. Divorce is very sad. But I can't wait for part I'm two. A, I'm next excited week. too. Thanks, guys, for listening. And yep, part two when Brad Pitt met Angelina Jolie will be. Wow. I guess maybe we'll say when Angelina Jolie met Brad Pitt will be available <laughs> on our Patreon. We'll get back together then. Bye. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell